Hey, hey, hey. Started off the podcast a little different. It is the Trail Manners Podcast, single track session number 108, which is uh, my favorite. So, mm-hmm. uh, October's here. Got a little bit of rain last night. Finally, it's feeling like fall. Yep, got a little bit of moisture um, on the trails and anywhere, really. Cleared the air out a little bit. I was noticing that this yeah. morning. It's a little crisper. Mm-hmm. Felt nice, but yeah, we're here in October. Uh, bad news is the Cubs are out of the uh, baseball playoffs. I lost an ugly extra inning game last night to the Rockies, so they blew it in their last week of the season. Thank you, Cubbies, for breaking my heart once again. But, but at least they're consistent with doing that every year. Well, last two years they won the their division, and they should have won it this year. They had such a lead going into it. Like the last month, I'm like, oh, we'll lock this up. Yeah, no. no. They decided not to and then just blew it. Just bats died at the end, so... Broke my heart, so no more baseball for me the rest of the year, because I don't like anybody else. <laughs> they all suck. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, last podcast, we uh, had the pleasure of meeting and talking with Mark Hammond. Right. Um, episode 123, and you know, Mark, I, if you're listening, right. if you're one of our new listeners, thanks for uh, making choir cool again. So the, Choir cool that's again. That's my new hat, yeah. making choir cool again. So uh, it just shows that those choir lungs can translate right into endurance endeavors. So you're still waiting on yours, right? I really you am. think you're a late bloomer? I do. I think it's uh, not just a late bloomer, but the psychology of it, you know, mental block. You like I just didn't think, yeah, I didn't think there was a crossover until I looked and spoke to Mark. I'm like, right. no, I can do this. That so light bulb went off. I think I'm going to go down to the thrift store, grab a cummerbund yeah. and maybe train with that just to see if it kind of brings some of that aura. I think you should get down the, the street corner and start doing a little soloing. Little solo, little put out a hat, yeah, like a little uh, fedora, mm-hmm. and just you know, just start throwing some notes around, right? See what happens. Um, yeah, so that's my that's my new pitch. So, but it was cool talking to Mark. Just uh, his traveling, um, he's done so well, and kind of opened my eyes. I mean, stuff maybe I should have known, but you get you podium, you can go anywhere in the world, and right. I'm like, damn, I should have trained cool. harder. Like now, I want to yeah. train harder, right? Like but free trips. Be nice. They had a master's division in that category, right? I, I'm still looking for more, like, boxing. I want weight classes. <laughs> That's a good idea, too. I think some races yeah. could really... The Clydesdale division? Oh, man, I used to do that. Yeah. I totally remember when right. I first started. I go on the Clydesdale, because I'm like, what the hell's Clydesdale? Right. And then I'm like, do you have to have, like, furry ankles? Mm-hmm. Do you have to carry a Budweiser? What right. is this? And I'm like, well, bring it back. I'll yeah. come to your race if you do a weight class. <laughs> because <laughs> you're trying not to gain weight, right? No, no. You're, you're outside the Clydesdales now. You're, I am. you're below that. I am. I'm, uh, what is this? I'm five weeks, one day right. of to being healthy. Gotcha. And it's definitely taken effect. And so I'm just, I'm plugging through. I figure I can make it eight solid weeks with this plan. Okay. Because after eight weeks, I'm going to San Diego with my daughter. and mm, think you're going to eat some bad stuff? Oh, I know I will. Gotcha. Um, I've already promised her because she's like, Dad, <laughs> come Come on, what Dad, if we got to go to Twinkies. that. Got to hit that Euro shop on Mission Beach oh, that we love. I'm like, gotcha. I'm, I'm in. You know, and they yeah. got killer fries. You're in SeaWorld. They're gonna have some churro action. Oh yeah. You know? So there'll be there'll be some. I can't go. I won't go overboard, but I'll definitely do that. So feeling good. Um, but yeah, that the weight class. I think there's something there. People gotcha. are doing mud runs, fun runs, chalk runs. Night runs, headband, whatever, right? Right. Underwear runs. So I think a weight class in races, you will pull me to your race. Because I still think even, you know, with my weight, there's still not a lot of big dudes out there. 
I think faster know, than me. When we're racing, you know, we're kind of that mid to lap liar pack. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of chunky monkeys out there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if I had something to go for, I wouldn't hang out with them and like share recipes, gotcha. you know, or pizza places. I'm like, dude, it's on. Yeah, it's on. We're we're Clydesdale, so. Um, yeah, super cool talking to Mark. Um, can't wait to have him back on the show and wish him luck at the North Face, which I am super looking forward to now. Like I usually do, but this I'll be that'll be sweet. Yeah, just to see everybody show up and throw it down. Throw down, just like I'll skip around, but just like some people did at the Bear One Hundred this weekend. That's right. There was some gnarly carnage there. Yeah, I mean, so many of the fast people just dropped. A little bit of heat. A little bit of heat and of heat pushing and the pace. The, the course is a little bit harder than maybe they thought. Yeah, and being so dusty. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen a lot of reports on who did what and why. Um, obviously, the results, but, you know, being in our backyard, and we talked about it last week, who we thought would do well. And mm-hmm. Boy, some, some big surprises. Yeah. You know, some big surprises. Um, on the women's side, there's a new course record. Yeah, that that girl's fast. Yeah, Caitlin Gerben, and that's I I think I picked her last week, right. um, but she came in uh, twenty forty five. She was third overall. Yeah, not just first female, third overall, and she was like less than one hour behind the winner. Right? How freaking cool, man! Right. <clears throat> so she did she did really well. Uh, she like I said twenty forty five. Um, also, uh, Leah Yingling out of Salt Lake. She Cracked the top ten in twenty two thirty nine. So two top ten for the females. That's a really awesome. Um, and that's I think still going to keep going. And then uh, I think the third place female was Liz Canty. Mm-hmm. Um, she was seventeenth at twenty three oh two. So really good. Three women in the top twenty. Um, I, that's phenomenal. Um, and they're, they're they're bad A's, man. Yeah, they are. Course record, and I mean. Some of the course records in the past, I mean, we've got Darcy Africa. I know she's been on that course. Uh, Anna Frost held the previous record. Casey Lichtig's been on there. Right. So there's there's legit legit. But this people. this new gal, she's she's going to be tearing it up for the next five or six years. Oh, I think. for sure. Yeah. Um, Caitlin, I think she's she's pretty young still. She's uh, twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah. She's twenty five. Twenty nine out of Ooh. Issaquah, Washington. Yeah. Let's give her five more years. Yeah. Just crushing it. I think so, man. She's she's dialed. And on the men's side, Tyler Fox from Colorado won the whole thing in 1953. Yeah. Masazumi Fujioka yeah. from Washington. Nice work. You did some homework I, on that, I, you? know, just some training. Uh, 2028 was uh, second male. Third was uh, Peter Anderson from Montana. Uh, Jason Coop came in fifth out of yeah. Colorado Springs. Mike McKnight. Uh, 2218 and 6th. Yeah. Brandon Days, he's he came back. He finished 8th in 2226, and he did Wasatch. Right. That's impressive. Uh, down there in Spanish Fork. John Fitzgerald, one of the names I mentioned, he came in 9th. Uh, some other notables. Uh, one of one I'm super happy to see, and maybe me and you and a very select few will know, but Pablo. Uh, yeah. He, uh, he, he came in 15th, 2258. Yeah. That guy's fast. Pablo's a local guy that we used to see more on the trails in the morning. Yeah. Um, and he had, it was awesome. I remember one morning we show up to this run. It was cold. Mm-hmm. He's got a truck. Yeah. And he pulls out a fire fire bin, like yeah. the old huge drums, out of his back of his truck and in the parking lot, lights it up for us. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's a character. Uh, construction guy, super cool. Yeah. Um, but it's nice to see him because Pablo's history is he's super fast. Yeah. But he just goes out way too fast. And his stomach is always, like, torn him up in the past. Yep. Yeah. And I was talking to uh, Nate, our, our massage guy, and Nate works on him, and Nate says, yeah, Pablo said he's had his worst training year 
ever because he's been working remotely. Right. And so he just trying to he was trying to talk himself out into just going out and doing his own thing. Yeah. And apparently that worked, Pablo. Yeah. So really cool. Cody Draper, another local guy, did well. Um, a huge list of people we know, but some names that I can't pass up are mm-hmm. Forrest Stewart. Yeah. And Misty Alessandri, a couple of our friends, they yep. ran the bear. This might be their third attempt. Third or fourth try. Yeah, and they've never been able to finish yep. for different reasons. Weather, I mean, a mud year and Stomach issues. issues. But this year they both finished. Misty crushed it. Yes, and she she's did. been on the show before. And Forrest, um, he is just an awesome dude. I want to get him on the show just because of a few reasons. One, um, you know, finishing the race after that many attempts is always a cool story. Right. Um, and being but, so close to the cutoff. But he came in at 3549. And there's yeah. still three people that came in after him. Right. Um, Dee Wolf was one of them, a uh-huh. friend of the show. She came in at 3553. Um, 64. Yeah. Right. So it's not, and he, he works full time. He's not, yeah, he does. he's not a professional runner at 64. No. Um, but it's super cool to see. And it, you know, being a real close friend of ours and friends that were there, lots of tears were shed at the finish line. Right. He's been chasing that for so long. Yeah, so that's awesome. Some really cool stories to come out. Our buddy Brad Sween ran. Mm-hmm. Um, Wendy Jagalowski. Yes, sir. Yes, I did. Um, she looked, the pictures I saw, she looked really good. Oh, yeah. Fresh um, on Daisy. So a lot of. Daisy Sue Scott. Yeah. First, I think she's tried the bear before and had a bad time a couple of years back. Maybe. And she's had some. I actually spoke to her husband through Instagram, right? Because um, I didn't. I unknowingly gave him a beer at El Vaquero, gotcha, um, which he liked, and I'm glad he did. But uh, yeah, so she she came in. Just a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of fun for us, Joel and myself, just because there were so many people we know right. that ran this race, being a local race, but. Um, you know, Misty came in at thirty twenty nine. Right. I mean, that's solid. Yeah, it is. Um, especially on that course. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, a lot of friends. I know we're probably missing some names, so I apologize. Tara Warren, Bryce Warren, mm-hmm. uh, Jeremy Swinsky. Right. Um, who I m- probably want to talk to about getting some work done. He kind of does some stuff on the side that has to do with ink. Uh, Matt Van Horn did finish in twenty seven oh one. Yeah, that's pretty good considering he pushed hard at Wasatch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he didn't get the the, the sub twenty four double, yeah. which is like coveted. I think it is. I mean, I was there. I saw Phil Lowry the year he did both. Yeah, Matt Connors did did it one year. Yep. Um, I wonder how many people have done that. We need to ask Davey Crockett, uh, the master of record keeping, how many people have actually done that. Yeah, that would be that'd be cool to find out. Sub twenty four, basically two to three weeks apart, depending right. on the year. Two tough hundreds. Uh, DNFs, there were 96. Mm, that's a lot. 96 yeah. DNFs at that race. The sad part for me, the one I hate to see, oh. did not start. 27. So that means they that's didn't. not too bad. It's not bad, but that this race has a big wait list. Yeah. Right? So these are people that just didn't say, hey, I'm not going to run, and probably took someone's spot. Yeah. And we've talked about that on the show before. And there's all different reasons why, for sure. Um, but it's just unfortunate that people it's didn't like get in. like 100, you know. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, 27, yeah. I'd like to see the race directors do something about that. For, yeah. for these big hundreds that have a wait list. That's tough. 200. Maybe, maybe you need to sit out a year. You're not allowed to end. Probe. But, but then it's hard, you know. How do, how do I know that this person is actually the person that's signing up for it? Yeah. Do they have an alias? And you don't know the, the reason. But there are 221 finishers for the race. That's and registration's good. already open. It yep. opened like three days ago, and there's mm-hmm. already like 60 or 70 registered for that. Right. It'll fill up more and more. It used to be the... 
it was the hidden gem, but it was right. kind of always the, you know, the, the, I don't know, you got to be very careful. I can't use old analogies. People get <laughs> nervous, True. you know, um, but it's kind of like the <laughs> ugly duckling yeah. of Wasatch. How's right. that? Okay. Um, it shouldn't be. I think it's a better course than Wasatch. And I think it's changing, though. I think the tide's changing a little bit where mm-hmm. people are more interested in the bear than Wasatch, where it used to be Wasatch and I then the bear. I think they should be, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a lot of them. But... Keep it on the down low. We yeah. don't need it to be crazy. A crazy race. Yeah, because it'll never be able to sustain subs- that. Yeah. Um, but it used to be the last race to pretty much get into to get a hard rock qualifier. Right. So people would wait to the last minute if they didn't get one. I better run the bear. Right. Um, but now it's like I'm going to run the bear. Yeah. Um, by Christmas, it's usually sold out or yeah. close to it. So, uh, but a big, big race. A lot of fun. Beautiful area. And from what I heard, which hasn't been a ton, it just was ran. It was really smooth this year. Good, like issue wise, nothing right. that I that I was aware of, nothing glaring, I should say, which is always good for this race because mm-hmm. for so long it did have a bad reputation. It sure did, <laughs> but it definitely has changed over the years for oh, sure. Yeah. It, I mean, they, like, they've tightened it up big time. So, congratulations to everybody who ran that race. Um, super cool to see so many amazing stories come out of that, and I know those those stories go all over the country. Um, but again, this one's just kind of close to us with some some very close friends that we see work their tails off all the time. Another race that just opened up. Mm-hmm. Our good friend uh, Ty Draney shot a little little message to me. He says, "Hey, can you guys just say something real quick?" Yeah, and I said, "Of course." So El Caraloco, right? Fifteenth year, right? And he said, and, "And might have some special things going on this year, right?" And he gave me one of the things. I'm not going to spill the beans because I don't know if it's supposed to be out there. But it's going to be a special year. Um, he doesn't put his entrance list up. Punk. And I think he does on purpose. We've well, had yeah. this discussion. Um, but there's been a lot of registration for it. I've just seen it all yes. over the place. I, I put the, uh, the the what is that, the one that's 90% full? Oh, yeah. You put that there. tag on there so yeah. you know. That's a good that. idea. Um, I just registered. I got to wait. Yeah. You can, we'll get to that for right. sure. That's unfortunate. But, yeah, for... His race, fifteenth uh, year. Um, I even put an event page on Trail Manners because I'm going to do something cool for that. I've got ideas floating in my head, like right. a beer exchange, right, for That'd people that come from other places. I know yeah. Amy Butler is coming back from Vermont. She should. And that's right. how much they love. You know, it. I think that at this point, if they come out here again, I know they love their area and it's rad and all, but they should move here. Probably. I'm just saying. He could restore barns in oh, God, Afton. Yeah. He could find some. He could be have his niche. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, – so I'm coming, trying to come up with ideas, like, you know, a little potluck the night before. Oh, no. No. We did that one year. We did that. It didn't go so well. <laughs> For some people, it didn't. Some <laughs> it did. I think just about everybody did not do well the next they day. They ate a lot, drank a lot. They drank way too much. Um, but we could do something like that. Uh, what were the other days? Like, yeah, like a little beer exchange. I want Maybe a contest to predict your finish time. Right. And you can, we can award it right there at the finish line. So I'm going to get some ideas. If you have some, shoot them my way. Um yeah, because I, I want to make that fun for Elva Carroll, 15th year. Because as Joel mentioned last week, I believe, you never know when it's the last year for this race. Yeah. You just never just, know. Just, Ty put his house up for sale. I did. I saw that. Saw he put that. his house up for sale. Yeah. Um, he, yeah. They're going to downsize. Simple life. Mm-hmm. The two of their daughters, their two daughters are married off. They got their son. Doing their college and thing. His son's got... Is it junior this year? He Something might like be that? one or two years left, so don't right. uh, don't expect this race to be. If you're waiting on it, saying oh, I'll run a couple of years, don't do that. It's not going to happen because you may not be able to. I, right? I would, 
I would love to see him retire the race either this year or next because that doesn't happen very often. We have a really popular, iconic race. Just, we're done. Yeah. So, thanks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to ruffle feathers, but it shouldn't. No, man, it's cool to see it go out like that. Yeah, and on his own terms, yeah. selling out. Because yeah. the first year, years for years, he struggled to get enough to even make it worth it. Now he sells Now it's out. like crazy fast. Right. I mean, you get a hoodie. He can sell it to somebody, you know? Yeah. We know somebody that would buy it, not us. Yeah. Um, but you never know how that's going to go How are you going to get the locals to support it, right? Yeah, because it's very remote for those aid stations. Yeah, it is. And the other thing is, Ty, that money that he gets goes right to his cross-country kids, yeah. his track team. They mm-hmm. just got back from Portland, so he pays, you know, it's not like the school's fully funded on all these things he does. Right. Um, so that's a great cause, but uh, it's a great time. That is open. I'm sure that's going to fill quickly, folks, so right. don't don't sit on it. Um, and then we'll get back to this. So Joel has an appointment today, yes, Wednesday, October 3rd, <laughs> for his knee. For my MRI. He's been having knee problems for years. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I've had three meniscus surgeries, two repairs. But they've sewed it back down. Those were fine. I had one where they cleaned it up. Um, and after my last meniscus surgery, I tore it again. That was 2012, and I've just ignored it since then. And then this past summer, I hit my knee on the door, and it is <laughs> flared up bad. Clunking, my knees collapsing. So, so what do you think? What's your know. What's your? I, well, I definitely have. I'm pretty sure I have a torn meniscus. Okay. The doctor was worried that it might be articulate cartilage that is torn, which I don't want that. So if it's a meniscus, then what are you looking at? Dude, I have no idea. I might try a PRP injection first. Okay. Yeah, if I can wait one more year. To get surgery, I'd, I'd do that. Would you? But I don't want to try to run on it next year and just really tear up that knee. Just wreck it? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I've already kind of getting a implant for my tooth. So there oh, yeah. goes my disposable health income yeah. for the year. Or yeah. Otherwise, I might consider getting surgery. We could do a, a – we talked about it, We could do a GoFundMe. Yeah. Joel, Joel's no. bionic knee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Would be the $6 million, yeah. man, maybe like. Five hundred thousand dollar man, or whatever it costs. Whatever that costs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that, that's why I haven't pulled the trigger on Vaquero for yeah. this year. And the reason I have, I love the race, and it does. It's like I would really, and I know I've said this before. I would really, if it's the last year, right? I'd love to go out in style, like yeah. just have a good day. Because oh, yeah. I don't know if I've I've ran it six times. I don't know if I've ever had a good day there. Yeah, it's hard. I've had better days than others, but yeah. I've never had a good day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I don't want to flip burgers for four hours. Maybe let's go see what we can do, run it. But last year, volunteering and hanging out was a blast because oh, yeah. I wasn't wrecked. Maybe you can do a shift, like yeah. do do an hour shift at the grill. Oh, but, uh, but yeah, I signed. I had to do it. Drop some money. It's going to a good cause. It is. Um, it always to, is. I paid, folks. I paid just because we're close with tight doesn't mean we're not going to pay. Oh, yeah. I def- always pay. Um, but yeah, so that'll be a good one. Um, another one. So, well. Joel's knee, and then today I told Joel when he got here, I'm like, man, it's got an email from Southwest, uh-huh. $49 one-way flights to a few places. That's a good deal. So I'm looking. I'm like, okay, where where do I look? It's like Burbank, California, Vegas, mm-hmm. L.A., yeah. Sacramento, mm-hmm. San Diego, and San Jose. Mm-hmm. 49 bucks one way. But right. then it's the hotel that kills me. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm like, Sandy, I love San Diego. Right. And I'm not a beach sand guy, but I love San Diego. Right. I found an airfare for me in February. I'm like, man, I could go back and forth. $98 round trip. That's a good deal. But then I looked at hotels. I'm like, damn, I'm out. Yeah, they break you. They do. So I need to find. Airbnb it, maybe. 
Yeah, maybe I'll figure something out. You don't mind staying in somebody's house? They have house. hostels for like 29 bucks, but... Oh, yeah, do that. That might be an option, mm-hmm. but i got to work while I'm there, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I don't want to be stealing your stuff. Yeah, so maybe just rent a car, because you can get them for pretty cheap. Because I'm yeah. going in October, and I think I had a car for four days for like 120 bucks. Yeah, something like deal. a Yugo or something, Gremlin, you something go. like that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. I think it's a Gremlin licorice dispenser <laughs> for pretty cheap. Um, another race that's coming out, um, one that uh, we've been close with for for a few years now, uh, the Beaverhead mm-hmm. um, Endurance Runs. They've got uh, some changes, a little bit. Not, I guess not really changes, um, but we're going to be giving out a contest for a free entry. Right. Registration doesn't open until November 1st, mm-hmm. so we're going to be talking about it this month. It's July 13th, 2019. we got a free entry to give out. And let's go back. We have a free entry we're going to be giving out to El Vaquero. Yes, we do. But we'll do that in December. December. We'll do that like Christmas time, and that'll be, which is kind of tough, I guess, too, because what if it sells out? Because okay. you're not going to get a refund. We'll have to think this one through. But we do have an El Vaquero Loco, thanks to our friend Grant Nicholas. That the way we're going to have to uh, approach this is if you've signed up and, and for some reason you want that entry, you have to be willing to donate to somebody. Okay. We'll figure that out. But we do the have whole point coming. of Vaquero Loco is to raise money for that cross-country team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that – the. Um, the entrance, mm-hmm. the, the, the yeah, I guess the the registration is coming from Grant Nicholas, right? Buddy, we run with and friend out of Jackson, my burger flipping partner from last year, right? And uh, campsite sharer mm-hmm. from last year. So uh, yeah, we have that. But back to Beaverhead, either distance we're gonna have one. Check them out at beaverheadenduranceruns.com dot com or on mm-hmm. Facebook Beaverhead Endurance Runs. So in twenty nineteen, the hundred k is a twenty twenty Western States qualifier, right? Um, UTMB, four points. Yeah. 55K UTMB, three points. Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty cool. It is. Um, they're going to be balancing out their permits between both distances. So basically, um, they'll have less 55K spots available. Mm-hmm. The past couple of years, they've had about 200 plus in the 55K. This year, they're going to make it 175 for both distances. Okay. So they're going to even it out. So if you're thinking about it, you got a month. To hammer that in. Right. Also, what you need to understand is uh, rooms go quick there. Small oh, town. Yes. Um, so Stagecoach in, if you're looking at that, has some rooms available. And they're going to be blocking those. And the 100K finishers get a f- custom hoodie. Mm-hmm. So pretty cool race. I had a great time last year. Absolutely breathtaking views. Yeah. This race, folks, I'm going to be straight honest with you, is not for a first-timer. Probably shouldn't be your first. Time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if it is, just train hard yeah, and just understand. Because yeah. last year I ran with a kid near the end, probably like eight miles out to the finish, and he was complaining the course was too technical, right? And he couldn't run enough. Which I don't understand why people don't do a better job of reading the course description. Yeah, because uh, it is a great rugged mountain race. Yeah, it's hard. It's not a PR course. No, nope. shouldn't be. I mean, there's some exceptions. Jimmy Elam crushed it last year. Right, but that's um, Jimmy Elam. That's Jimmy Elam, but. Yeah. This is a beautiful race. Absolutely one of the better run races I've ever been to For from sure. start to finish. Mm-hmm. The, the check-in's amazing. Um, the gear you get's amazing. Um, the experience is incredible. Right. And the the pre-race are, dinner is pretty tasty. Yeah. Um, if you if you choose to go that route, I know that's old school. But just be careful not to overdo it. It's easy to overdo it. <laughs> But uh, but a great time. Uh, race directors are awesome. David Tarkelson's a friend of ours who 
we first came in contact with with this race, and just a great guy. They do it for the right reasons, and they yeah. bring a lot of fun stuff. And I'm always going to throw this plug in there. They have a little Amish stores before you go into town. Yeah, it's on the left-hand side. If you're coming from the south. Yeah, please stop. They're yeah. closed on the Sunday, right. so hit them Friday or Saturday, mm-hmm. but uh, it's a must CTV, man. The place good, is incredible. Good, sandwich, huh? good sandwiches. All their food. They have crazy cheese all right. over the place. Just an, it's an amazing stop. The whole experience is awesome. So we'll be talking about that all the, this year. But uh, check them out, beaverheadenduranceruns.com. We will be doing a contest for a free entry. This registration does open November 1st, again, July 13th, 2019. And there's a decent chance I'm going to be there again. I swore off it last year because it hooked me in the ground. Yeah. But I, I I don't know, man. It's just like one of those things where it's far away enough away. And me and you talked about before the show, I think it's a course. I'm like, I could do better. Well, yeah. Like, if I do it, I'd do the 55K because right. I really did enjoy that and I enjoyed being done so I could spend time with my daughter as right. opposed to if I did the 100K, I'd finish. Just be wrecked. <laughs> yeah. And I'd be like, yeah, um, can you pull the call over? Can you rent, drive home? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, check, uh, check that out. Uh, great group. But the big news and the big race that's open for registration is the Nordic Valley 7K December 15th. True. Put on by a couple of yokel, yokel, local yokels, mm-hmm. trail manners. Um, Nordic Valley Ski Resort, we're working with them for some some potential ideas, mm-hmm. um, but it's a great course, a lot of fun. It's kind of like one of those races where we just hang out, enjoy ourselves, have a good time. Registration is open. We've had registrations coming through. Not a lot going on that time of year. No. Early morning, um, you can come, run the race. Get it done. Have the rest of your day. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Ski on shopping. the mountain for a little bit. Go yeah. shopping. Go have some, some lunch. Go water skiing at Pineview. Whatever. <laughs> whatever you want to do. There's not enough water in that reservoir. <laughs> Um, but yeah, check. We'd love to see you there. Uh, Nordic Valley 7K, put on by us here at Trail Manners, and uh, we'll be a good time. All right, I'm going to do uh, the Strava week while Joel um, gets ready to hammer out the Woody Footies. Oh, yeah. Last week on Strava, distance 145.6 by Ryan Norman. That's a lot. It is a lot. Um, and second was uh, Wanderley Rice, uh, 3501, and climbing Tara Warren, 23,800. Congratulations, way to go to all you Strava champions, so to say. Um, Woody Footies this week, there were some good ones. I'm glad it wasn't my week to pick. Yeah, some solid ones from the Bear course. Yeah, and some previous winners. Ryan Ward on Buffalo was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, John Kemp from back east was in town. Yeah. Um, he uh, was out all over the place right. on Buffalo Run. Got a great picture of D. Wolf and her 11-year-old mm-hmm. pacer. That was cool. That is so cool. Um, 14 miles. Why he probably wore his Trail Manners hat. So uh, thank boy. you very much. We love the Wolf family. Mm-hmm. Always been great supporters. Simon Hodgson's back. He's back in the mix, showing some stuff. He's even talking about coming back up to uh, El Vaquero in 2019. This this year. Yeah, I think some things happened, but uh, it'd be awesome if he were able to make it across the 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 big pond. That would be really cool. Um, Jeff Hart, please stop it. You're killing me. Oh my gosh! (laughs) Every week. (laughs) It's just not fun. I I think he's like photoshopping this stuff somehow. He's like he's not actually not doing it. He's like, hey, can we go take a picture of this place? Yeah. No, they're amazing, Jeff. You you just you get it, man. You that get dude, it. That one dude back east is crushing it, too. Cade Brown? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's what I was going to say. He's, he was in the White Mountains of New Hampshire, had an awesome one. Some of them were cool because it's like the clouds. It's like, well, yeah. what are those? Mm-hmm. What are those things? I think the one from the bear was Brad Sweens that was really oh, yeah. iconic. And if Brad had not been the previous winner, I would have chosen him. That was really cool. Fish hay is like mile 96 of the course. Yeah, exactly, where you can see the lake. You yep. can almost smell the barn. Yeah. 
Uh, Jim Thistle had one. With, you know, oh, yeah. And no, Jeff would just keep, keep it up. They're up there doing Bob Ross painting seminars. Yeah, yeah that's what are. they're doing. He's like, put in your wig. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, Dave Stevenson had a good one, Pitch Black. Yeah. He's just runs so darn <laughs> early. Now you don't get the sun anymore, any lighting whatsoever. Exactly. Uh, Brett Whitelaw, I want to check it out. He keeps doing some stroller runs, and he has one on some pretty uh, gnarly single track. I know. Hashtag not recommended. I, I'm oh, going to have to agree with you on I that it's one. it's good strength training. It's got to be. I hope there's not an infant in that thing. Mm. Um, yeah, we had some good ones. I'm, I'm going to skip over a few. Andrew, uh, a snowman? Come on, bro. Really? It's the 1st of October, and they're really? building snowman. Um, September 23rd in Edmonton, Alberta. Oh, that, that, that's north of the wall. Yep. Yeah. Jordan Fox, uh, Dunn Vegan Park in Canada. We've got a lot of Canadian ones uh, this mm-hmm. week. Richard Allen, you hurt, you hurt me. He says, uh, play to some uh, best cheese curds ever. Oh, and I just saw a that. picture of that. Pretty Looks good. super good. Missy Burkle, Pacing at the Bear, picture mm-hmm. of a Trail Manor sign. Thank you. Chris Ward. Oh, boy, another nice one. Megan Martinez back in Maryland with mm. her guy doing the Ironman. Yeah. Um, doing well at that. Uh, Jen Haas-Walker, New Mexico. Um, what else we got? Eric Manning, Strong's Canyon, mm. BST. That That's means he one. ran or got near there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Corey Vigil, Indian. Mm. Kathleen Hobbs had a great one. Uh, some old trail signs, some Aspens. Um, a lot of good ones from Idaho, Oregon. Uh, Matt Swiantek from Olali Lake. That was super cool. Jed Malmberg got some quakies up mm-hmm. Powder Mountain. And congratulations to Stacy Bernal. Uh, her first run as a grandma. Mm. Um, she took a picture of super cool. Congratulations on that. Um, Chad Smith in New York got a nice New York one. Uh, Tracy Newkirk Ginn, Mount St. Helens. Amy Butler is killing me with the Vermont stuff. Yeah. I will. I want to get back out there. Um, Rachel Ziller, El Capitan. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool, folks. A lot of quakies. Uh, Pacific Northwest photos. Skull Crack by Scott Hansen. Mm-hmm. That's that was pretty cool as well. But Joel picked the winner this week, and uh, it's a good one. Eric Thomas, City Creek was a good one. Mm-hmm. Joel, who, who who do we have for the winner this week? Aaron Saft running, Aaron. running the shut-in trail near Asheville, North Carolina. That one was wicked cool. Mm-hmm. That's what I look think of North Carolina as kind of those rolling mountain hills, yeah, right? Exactly. That's that's a my of, a lot of trees on top. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Aaron, send me your mailing address, manners at trailmanners.com. I will get you. I think we're down to 12 hats. Oh, good. So we have 12 more left mm-hmm. of these hats. So if you haven't won, push hard to the finish, man. Push hard cuz uh, we're almost out of them. So Thank you very much for everybody. Again, over 50 entries. Right. I'd love to see that keep growing because it's just really neat to see all these awesome photos where people go more than anything. So right. thank you for that. Now, now we got – what's that? Before we do the uh, Ask Trail Manners okay. thing, e- even though it's October uh-huh. and we just had a bunch of rain, uh-huh. it'll probably warm up again. Yeah. I'm assuming it is. Yeah. Uh, don't assume that the rattlesnakes are gone. Ooh. This is a public service announcement. Oh, I'm not liking right. this, but I'm listening. So on Sunday evening, me and my son went out for a run because he's on the cross country team and he needs to step it up. Is he lube? He's got you got him his own squirrel. <laughs> I totally had him lube up before he okay. we went for the run. All right, just making sure. Yes, yeah. yeah, so we're, we're we're being more consistent with that now. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting used to wearing squirrels, not butter. Yeah, exactly. All right, but uh, so we we start at the the gate at Ross Drive. And we run out to Waterfall Canyon and back. So nice. That's two miles. Yeah. And that's what his race distance is for his age group. And on the way back, right above the bobsled, yeah. um, 
was like, Porter, there's a group of people. I want you to get in front of me, and I want you to run up to them. And then once we get to that group of people, we'll stop and walk a little bit because he was getting tired. Yeah. And just as he gets in front of me, I see the shadow on the trail. All the way across the trail. Oh, Before no. I can say anything, thank God, he jumped over the rattlesnake. Holy cow. The rattlesnake didn't rattle. He didn't... A little sluggish, maybe. Didn't scurry away. And But I'm glad that, that he had that, that primal instinct to jump over that rattlesnake. Man. And it was a good size one, about 18 inches. Man. It wasn't, like, big and fat yet. Yeah. But just a little PSA. They're still there, folks. Crap. Yeah. I've been up there this past week, and I haven't even thought about them. Yeah. Now i got to start thinking about them again. Yeah. What time of day were you out there? Uh, four o'clock four. in the afternoon, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it was still warm, warm enough up. that they're probably going out for their evening hunt. Did he, see, like, did you guys talk about, like, check it out? Did he, do you guys stop and look yeah, at I mean, it? Yeah, he, he was, you know, jumped over, he was on the other side, and then that group of people came up, and one guy had a big stick, and before I can ask him for the big stick, because I was going to thump it, um, he scurried away. Okay, and then but got in the got in the weeds and just was all mad at that point. Was rattling. Porter knew it was a rattle. Yeah, so that's a rattlesnake. Yeah, I did. Was it, has he seen one before? Yes, he's seen okay. one before, but that's the first time he's been jumping like, over one. Jumping over one, I almost stepped on it. Yeah, so yeah. cross country's nothing now. You're yeah, like, kids, this is nothing. <laughs> that's a sprinkler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, well, maybe it's the 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 primal. Primal, like you said, the primal knowledge, but also that squirrel's nut butter gets in your system. And yeah, you're right. Well, I didn't give him the spicy version. Of oh, that's good. Oh, yeah. that's good. Keep that, that away bad. from that, him that on accident. He'd be like, Dad, man, come on. <laughs> yep. uh, so we do have a couple Ask Trail Manners questions. Um, this one's a good one. It's from Eric. Um, he sent this over. He said, what's up, guys? So I have a controversial question for you. So people just keep sending them to us. We talked about the running partner one, which we had a few great comments on. Yeah. Um, but this one is... Uh, so regarding pacers, I am wondering what you guys think about having separate finishers categories for non-paced runners and paced runners. Mm. Because in reality, having a pacer changes the dynamic of the race. It's no longer just you. It becomes a team event. Right. Because without a pacer, when you're low, you might tap out or you might go out too fast or run too slow. Pacers right. really do affect the outcome of races. And mm. without one of the... And without one, the race maybe even have a completely different outcome for you. What do you think? And I, I replied to him, just said, hey, thanks. This is a great one. I, I think I remember, and I couldn't find it, but I swear there was a race that had a different category. It might have been in California. It was a 100-miler. I think it is, is it Angel's Crest? It might be. There was one that had um, different finishers, like pacers, right. non-pacers. Right. Um, I think that's really – I like the idea, but as a race director, I think that's difficult to know who does. I mean, you probably have to say, yes, I have one. Yeah, you got to sign up for it, and you got to sign a statement. Yeah. I think it's what Angels Crest did. Yeah. And saying I, that you will not take – how they word it. You will not receive aid in the form of a pacer. Yeah, something. And if, and if you do, you're disqualified from the race. If you sign up for a non-pacer yeah. one. I think it's a great idea. I think there's, again, you kind of have that gray area of, I don't know if it's a gray area, but it's more work for the RD as well. Right. You know, and it's like, is that one more thing I want to take on? Mm -hmm. But I totally agree. It does change the dynamics of a race. Yeah. You know, I mean, you hear all the time, I'll be the first to admit there's been more than one, well, especially one race. I'm like, if I didn't have a pacer, I don't know if I would have finished. I mean, my <laughs> right. pacers absolutely were very, it wasn't like they picked me up, did any of that, but they yeah. were very... Come on, you very encouraging. Prodding you along. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I absolutely agree with you on this one, Eric. And 
you know, Run Rabbit Run, I think they do a good job of how they do it. Right. And maybe that's what is easier for mm-hmm. race directors, just having two categories. I don't know if it's two different start times um, to make wow. it easier. I don't know if you need that. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing it. I right. mean, it doesn't affect me one way or another. I don't think it affects anybody if you just register for right. the category. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, it is, and that's, you know, that's partly why Carl is so against it. You right. know, especially for the elites, because we talked about that. Yeah. You know, just elites shouldn't have who no, no shouldn't have pacers. Um, I think we talked to Mark Hammond about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's a great question, and I think it's one that will always be mm-hmm. a hot topic. You know, for sure, because it is. I mean, Mark even said, you know, his race when Ryan Sands took over pacing um, at Western. Oh yeah, it was a different ball game. Yeah, is there, I think it was Western. It was Western. Yeah, because he, he was, was pacing Francois. Yeah, he's like it was. It was just totally game over, yeah. right? So it does, it does, it does give you an advantage. You can't say it's an unfair advantage because anybody can do it. Um, no, it is an unfair advantage at that point. You know what I mean? So if Mark doesn't have a pacer, then Francois's got a pacer. It becomes an unfair advantage. Well, I just, I mean, I mean, unfair. Like it's fair. You just chose not to have a pacer. You know what I mean? It's like with the rules. I mean, it's, you can't. True. I just don't think you call it unfair. It is unfair. I think it's a, an advantage. Yeah, which is. It's an advan- It's it's a it's an advantage that either either all the elites have a pacer or they don't. But it's your it's your choice though, right? Because because mm, it needs to be it needs to be you. If you if you're racing, it's it's you versus the the clock, not you and your pacer versus the yeah. clock. That's no, what I, it should be for the elites. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm, I agree. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe one day we'll have a race that has the like when you run a marathon, you got the guy carrying the stick. Hmm. Like this is the two fifteen or the oh, three hour pace is a yeah. three fifteen pace and you kind of right. hang with them yeah. and that's their job is to right. I think that's kind of silly yeah, in my opinion. <laughs> I saw, the first time I saw that I'm like what is I was you know I'm not a road runner right but when I first saw it, I'm like what the deal oh yeah if you run with that person you'll finish in three fifteen right I'm like what I, I know I and, yeah don't get me started on yeah that. I'm like I mean I'm not it's just weird for me is all it's like run with me for three fifteen this guy over there is like two forty this guy's three thirty right. So I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. I don't want to carry a stick. I, don't know, man. I think that for some of the harder courses, uh, pacers, I'm okay with pacers. Yeah. Safety. Um, yeah. Like, which ones would those be? Hard uh, Rock. Hard Rock, maybe. Yeah. May, I don't know. Even for Hard Rock. Maybe, again, I think it comes down I think to that's the a, elites. That's, a, that's a, um, a lot of impact on that environment. Well, we've talked about that. Right. It's like when people are like, oh, they only let you have 150 runners. Like, right. will they count pacers? Yeah. I'm tough. you never know. I'm totally okay with somebody having a pacer at I'm tough. Yeah. That's some scary bear country up there. Yeah. Right. I mean, that stuff. Uh, the putts one would be another one. For the 100, for sure. For the 100, sure. for yeah. sure. Something like that. Yeah. Those areas where you're having a greater encounter with a predator that will take your life, I think that would be okay with that. Yeah. But I think overall, no. So basically you've got a sacrificial pacer is Pretty what it much, is. So right? if you're pacing me at, you know, right. Palisades 100 or I'm tough 100, just know that if the bear comes out, your job is to die. Yes. While I keep going, there you basically. Go. All right. I like it. That's I a like contract. It. That's, you should have a special smelly shirt, scented <laughs> yeah, shirt, right? right? It's like, nope, that bacon, guy's the same. smelling shirt. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And speaking of, I guess we should say our buddies uh, Trevor Fuchs and Gabe Joyes are yeah. today, yeah. I believe, Wednesday, October 3rd, going mm-hmm. for an FKT at Tetons. Yeah, on right? the Teton Crest Trail. So good luck, fellas. Yeah, I know. I know by the time this airs, it'll be a yes or a no, and I'm going to hang out with Trevor tomorrow at his garbage run, yeah. picking up trash yep. tomorrow night, so I'm looking forward to going to that and hopefully hear blow by blow and hopefully... <laughs> 
he's got no, you know, claw marks no or anything. Bare bite marks on yeah. his behind. I mean, what a again, Gabe's a little thicker. Yes. His quads especially, so he would be more of a more of a tasty tasty treat, treat than looking at Trevor. Gabe like, can get him in that that headlock. Yeah, Gabe's quads. He's like a little baby bear. Yeah. A little scissor scissor mm-hmm. headlock. Yep. It's like I'll eat Gabe and I'll mm-hmm. pick my teeth with Trevor. Yeah, right. Because Trevor's he's, like a little toothpick. Yeah, um, but yeah, can you imagine if a bear came out? Who would be faster? <laughs> like, I don't, yeah, I think they both are going to run really fast. Um, yeah, so that was first trail manners. Next one um, is from our buddy Andrew. Mm. He says, uh, "When are you guys coming up to Canada?" Hey. It, it didn't say that, but it, my Google Translator Put left that, that out. There. Yeah, um, <laughs> I see several awesome pictures from Canada this week. It's time, hoser, hosers, <laughs> hosers. <laughs> Take off, eh? Uh, Strange brew. That's like that's more like Eastern Canada, right? I don't he's know. He's more what Central Western, isn't that where he's at? Where's Where's he at? Do we Canada? Know? He's in Canada. <laughs> okay, that's North America. <laughs> North America. He's on the continent. I thought he's Alberta. Is it Alberta? I'm not sure. I think it's oh, Alberta. Yeah, we're failing bad on on our friend North. Oh, Alberta. I don't know the geographic, geographic landscape. I know where Vancouver because I've been there. I know where, I know where Banff is. I know, I know where Calgary is. I know somebody that was from Nova Toronto Scotia is. where they beat up baby seals. <laughs> That's right. I do. And so, yeah. yeah I, but then there's that big swath in between of just kind of like generalness. Where right? they put mayonnaise on their hamburgers, right? Isn't that that part of the map? Good point. <laughs> I kind of like a little mayonnaise. My oh, my gosh. I'm out. Yeah. A little ketchup, yeah, that's yeah. pretty good, dude. No, nah, no mayo that's for me. That's fry sauce right there. I, I don't like fry sauce oh, either. Okay. Um, and the next one, this is a good question. Oh, that was his question? That well, was one of them. When are we coming up there? When are we coming? Yeah. So the first one is, uh, trust me, I would yeah. love to, but you got to understand, me and Joel. Where his neck of the woods is, I'm not sure. Like you have to get a float plane to get there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't travel to Canada. I've driven that's to Vancouver. Long that's way. it. Yeah, it I'd is. like to go to Vancouver, and you know, there's uh, a race up there I'd like to do. Well, one of Gary Robbins races. Oh yeah, like was it do. Squamish? That it's one? the one that was a couple weeks ago. Okay. Um, they Squamish fifty fifty. That one's in August. Okay. He just wanted to have one either last week or the week before, and it looked amazing. And they're going to have, I think, a fifty mile and hundred mile option. The Mountie fifty? Jeez, I have no idea. I don't know. You're, I've got nothing for I'm you. I'm throwing. Sorry. I'm throwing darts. Yeah. Well, that that that. Tiana Way one. Oh, that looks amazing. That looks really cool. That's going to be one to keep yeah. your... We talked about that after yeah. the first week, and mm-hmm. I think that one's going to really take off. I saw some more pictures from that area. I was like, yes. Yeah, I would love to get up to Canada, Yeah, but uh, since I moved into my apartment, I left the money tree in the backyard of my house, <laughs> so I don't have access to it. So Gotcha. It's it's a funs thing. Yeah. It's a funs thing, but I would. I would love to go to Canada to Maybe. run. I've only been a couple times, and that was just for hockey, mm-hmm. which still, don't get me wrong, was an absolute blast. Um, it was a lot of fun. But I'll, I'll tell you, this my, this is my Canada story real quick. Two, it, it, I'll make it quick. I went up there. I was a college student in Oregon. Mm-hmm. We went up there to watch a hockey game with some buddies of mine on St. Patrick's Day, I believe, or right. sometime. Or I, had, I think it was St. Patrick's Day. Right. And uh, we went into a bar. I don't right. know if they call them pubs in Canada. <laughs> um, you know, we went into a bar, and everybody's wearing green as a party. So we walked in, and if I remember right, 
and I'm, I'm this has been a long. I'm old, but I think you didn't have to be 21 in Canada at the time, oh, okay. or maybe still right. don't. I think we right. were 19. 19. We weren't old enough to go into the bar. Is how it worked. I wasn't in Canada or the U.S. Canada. Okay. I wasn't old enough to go, or in the U.S. I wasn't old enough to go in. in so we go in. You were. I, I think I don't know if we snuck in, just walked right. through security because you know yeah. everybody was St. Patrick's Day. But anyway, sure. I walk into this bar. I'm probably 19, maybe 20 at the oldest, mm-hmm. and really nervous. So, you know, so I, I know right. I wasn't supposed to be there or I was excited because, wow, I can go into this. Yeah. And my buddies and I walk in and this lady comes walking around. Okay, I'm 19 or 20, uh-huh. 40-year-old. She could have been 30 because I was younger. Yeah. Comes walking like dead eye straight to me, uh-huh. right? And my buddies are looking at me and I'm like, oh, shit, I'm in trouble. Yeah, you are. She comes over and start. she just laid one on me. On the mouth, yeah, started kissing me. Total trouble. Yeah. You didn't and know what to do with that. Did I did you? not. Right. Because I'm number one. You I'm, could have been the luckiest guy in the world that night. I could have been a lot right. of things. That's but what I've I'm always about. been horrible with girls to begin with. Right. And that stuff never never happened to me. That's like what you see on like HBO yeah. <laughs> late at night. <laughs> yeah. So this person comes over, starts kissing me. You I were, didn't know what to this do. This was the makings of a good penthouse right <laughs> right in letter. <laughs> it was and amazing. you screwed it up. Oh, you know I did. Oh my god! And gosh. so, and I don't. I honestly blacked out because that's what I do. Yeah. I don't know if I kissed her back or not. Anyway, she broke away from me. Yeah. Said something, and I don't remember. I used to remember. Said S- something, something about, "Come on, big boy," and walked away. And yeah. my buddies are looking at me because she was very attractive. I do remember that. Right. And they were like, "Holy cow!" And I remember looking at one of my buddies and went. Man, I love Canada. Yeah, exactly, right? And that was it. That was the whole, that's the story. Yeah, you and changed your nationality, right? I did. I'm like, hey, where do I, do I get a pet moose? Yeah. <laughs> where does those big hats, you know, where's my Mr. Big Bar? Um, but yeah, that was my, that was my funny story. Right. And I'm like, this is a pretty cool place. Like, uh, I could come here more often. Do you wish you can go back in time now? Rectify that problem? No, I don't know, because I'm just, that's not my deal. Yeah. But at the time, you know, I'm a college kid. It was more of a story. And mm-hmm. for like the next three days, I was kind of like the man. You were the With man. my buddies. My yeah. buddies like, dude, that was cool. And I'm sitting there going, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. what What happened again? Yeah, exactly. Like, I was, I was blacked <laughs> out. But it was, it was pretty funny. Because that stuff just doesn't happen in real life, let alone to me. But it was a riot. Um, so yeah, Canada. I, I want to go back to that bar, uh, Andrew. Right. I don't know where it is. It's in Vancouver. <laughs> they play hockey games on TV, so that might limit it down a little bit. Um, had some little bats blue. Um, let's see. And then the second question you have, what okay. percentage of your annual running is done in winter, comma, spring slash fall, and summer? That's a tough one. Wow. And I think a lot winter, of it for huh? me has to do with, number one, weather and where I'm at injury. And Say 25%? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, spring, fall is my busiest because I enjoy those more. Mm-hmm. It's winter, we get out, we been pretty good in the past because we haven't had big hard winters. Right. We still get out lower mileage for sure. We don't. I don't remember Dan ever doing anything big in the winter. Um, summer, you almost out of necessity, especially this year. I ran so many races, but spring fall I would say is a big chunk, at least mm-hmm. sixty plus percent of those two. Right, and uh, summer winter would probably winter would be the the smallest portion. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, spring fall is the biggest for me. It's my favorite time. Just the weather, temperatures. Scenery, mm-hmm. summer, too damn hot here. Winter, depends on the winter. If it's a hard winter, you can't get out as much. It's hard. Two winters ago, we were running on dirt in January. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a good question. I, it's probably different everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like where you guys are at, I imagine your spring, fall, winter kind of blend into one a lot <laughs> with snow levels. Um, I, and I don't know summer-wise up there. 
They look like they have some pretty nice summers. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the heat-wise. I'm not a heat guy. So if you like right. heat, like I know Jim Skaggs, our buddy, likes heat. He runs right. a lot in the summer because yeah, he, he loves heat. Yeah, he'll run 5 o'clock in the afternoon when it's 100 degrees. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, I think percentage-wise for me it's 20, more based around weather. Something like that for probably. What? For what? For each? No, for the winter. Yeah, I mean, winter we still get out. Yeah. It's less people. And we, we have a pretty, we're lucky as well because what the route we do is pretty much Bonneville Shore. And it's about the only place you can run. Mm-hmm. And we get a lot of fat bikes, snowshoers, and it's an urban trail. So yeah. hikers are out. So it packs down nicely. Yeah, after 24 hours after a snowstorm, it's probably packed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would say we probably get out more in winter than you might expect. But again, it depends on the, the snow year. Right. Um, I'd have to say on that one. So great questions, though, Andrew. Um, and I'm sure that's a different. Everywhere, mm-hmm. just because like San Diego, you can probably get out year round, year round as mm-hmm. much as you want. So yeah. it might be weather dependent, injury dependent, race dependent. Maybe you've maybe got big races yeah. um, with some downtime. Because we've talked about this generally. We used to always say this, um, not on the podcast, because even longer than that, it was like October to February was like dead sign. It was like off season, yeah, right? Yeah. And now it's not. Yeah. It's just basically you're training year round on some level. You mm-hmm. might take weeks off. You might right. change up how you're training, but mm-hmm. it, there's no downtime because of races anymore. Yeah. Well, the opportunities are greater now than they used to be. Yeah. Yep. For you sure. Race every weekend if you wanted to. Easily. Easily. Especially on the the black pavement with the rocks <laughs> and the gutters and the cars, yellow lines and cars. So. But yeah, I think that's it for this week. Um, Got to wish uh, Gabe and and uh, Trevor good luck. Joel, good luck at his appointment today. Yeah. Um, trying to figure out what to do with uh, racing schedules next year. I know we keep getting qu- answer questions on that um, through email, through yeah. Instagram, through Facebook. Still up in the air for me. I mean, I registered for Yelva Carroll because that was no brainer. Want to start that one going? Yeah. And I had ninety bucks, so that not anymore. But, uh, yeah, thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll be back next week. I uh, hope you enjoyed the show with Mark Hammonds. Great guy. Um, again, keep your requests coming. Keep your Ask Trail Manners questions coming. And uh, keep interacting with us through our social media, um, as Joel says. So this is Eric and Joel, Single Track Session 108, and we are out.